Hey Wolves, it's Lotus Aloba here with another episode of Matcha Moments for the Creative Mind. And this is a safe space for you to come and learn tips and techniques that allow you to live your best creative life uh, with ease and efficiency. And I'm super excited about today. Today is World Mental Health Day. And you guys know I'm a huge mental health advocate. And um, this episode we're going to spend talking about some of the my favorite ways to deal with my diagnoses and... Um, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I'm so happy that this is becoming a more mainstream topic because especially for um, black communities, it was just such a stigma, such a taboo to be diagnosed with anything. And um, I'm just very happy that we're becoming more transparent and more open and honest about our mental wellness, you know, just mental health overall, whether you identify with a mental illness or you're just trying to strengthen, you know, and flourish in your mental wellness. It's so important that we have days like this that open up dialogue for us to really just gain perspective on what it feels like. I know for me and being diagnosed with a disorder, it was a lot when it first happened. And, um, it was a roller coaster, to be honest, but it also made so much more sense uh, to my behaviors. So I'm going to give you guys a brief history of what it is that I went through. And um, then I'm just going to give you like my top my top tips and techniques that I use to deal with my diagnoses. So I was diagnosed with social anxiety, um, acute depression, bipolar one, then bipolar two disorder and then borderline personality disorder and uh, along with you know the rheumatoid arthritis and the lupus which triggers um which bipolar disorder can be a like quote-unquote symptom if you will of either autoimmune disease so um it was a lot it happened I think I was 25 when I was first like like properly diagnosed and um you know, had to see a psychiatrist and be admitted to hospital. It was a very long journey. So I was an inpatient, um, which meant that I lived there for almost a month uh, in a psychiatric ward, taking medication, um, doing almost every type of therapy possible, um, just dealing with the reality that I wasn't mentally sound or stable, um, that I had burned myself out to that point that I needed that type of isolation. Um, I had also been a partial patient where I was going to group therapies and one-on-one therapy and art therapy and CBT and all this stuff um, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day. And then I had, I think, therapy sessions twice a week. So I've been on both sides of the field. And I now uh, holistically take care of my mental health through um, aromatherapy, through you know meditation, through journaling. Um, just understanding myself more. And, you know, I'm very grateful for the journey that I've been on with my mental health because it has required me to put myself first and to be unapologetic about it. Because when I did not do that, I I got to such a poor state of mind that I was suicidal and I attempted suicide, um, which led to me being um, admitted into the hospital. But... um it just goes to show that when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're not checking in with yourself, when you're not being honest with the feelings that you're getting, when you're trying to like dull them down or, you know, just make them insignificant, 
that you're not really healing. You're just stuffing the problem deeper and really giving it room to grow and strengthen. Um, and that's what I was doing. I was uh, overachiever. You know, I was working like two full-time jobs, plus trying to build my uh, business on the side. And I was community leader. I was student government president. You know, I was modeling. I was doing a thousand things at once. And the one thing I was not doing was taking care of myself mentally, was checking in with myself, was just being there for myself, allowing myself to cry when I needed to cry, allowing myself to rest when my body needed to rest. I was depriving myself of all these things. And for me, it stemmed from the hustle and grind mentality that I think a lot of us are taught um, in pop culture, where it's like, you know, we'll sleep or we're dead and, you know, hustle and grind. And, you know, um, why are you sleeping if you if you haven't reached your goals yet? You know, and then you just have this negative connotation towards self-care because you're like, oh, my God, I should be doing so much more than I'm doing. When in fact... That's not what this experience in life is all about. It's not doing as much as possible before you die. It's doing what's meaningful. What is your passion and purpose and why you're here? Finding out what that is and expressing it to the world to the best of your abilities. That's really what this is about. This whole journey, you being alive in this moment. It's about expressing that creativity, that passion, that purpose to the world so that it can create healing for others so that it can, it, it can spark inspiration for others to do the same so that we continue a beautiful cycle. And um, it took me a long time. It took me to have to be burnt out, to be hospitalized, for me to take it seriously. And that is why I do the Loba Lamb podcast. That's why I do my Instagram TV episodes. That's why I host Vibe Sessions um, because mental wellness is so important to me and I am doing everything I possibly can um, through my passion and purpose, of course, to create safe spaces for people, especially women of color, to talk about things that they don't feel comfortable talking about in other places. So talking about your stress and your worries and your doubts and just kind of putting it all out on the table so that you can shift through it and see like what the real message is, what the real lesson and experience is for you to have. Um, so let's get into my top my top techniques and tips that I use. So first off, we're going to shout out matcha because matcha is life. I feel like I'm going to make like a mug or something about that. Let me know if you guys would like a mug that says matcha's life. <laughs> um, matcha was amazing for me. I know I speak about it all the time, but it was something that I did to start taking care of myself mentally. I was having a lot of my frustration um, and mood swings were triggered because I couldn't remember things and I was having a lot of mental fog um, and it could have been from the bipolar 2 disorder or from you know the lupus and rheumatoid arthritis diagnosis I mean brain fog is real and it's frustrating especially when you are creative and you are just trying to put your you know your creativity out there and I had a hard time either starting or when I would start I have a hard time finishing you know and it was just like too much. It was so overwhelming, all of the feelings I was getting because it was just all this pent up um, expression that I wasn't able to release into the world because there just was no straight flow for me. I was disconnected. And I started drinking matcha because a lot of the benefits in matcha helped to give me energy while keeping me calm. Whereas in coffee, it gave me energy, but it also made me super anxious 
and I had like a crazy adrenaline rush that would lead to anxiety attacks um, because my body just couldn't take it. Um, whereas in matcha gives you this calming effect with the alphanine that's in there and that allows you to be very clear headed and focused on whatever it is that you're doing. It's like liquid meditation that you're sipping on and it really is the foundation to my day. I literally can tell what, tell the difference in how I am able to think and, um, just put things together mentally even now as I'm speaking to you I'm just waking up and I'm like you know I just want to get this episode out there but I haven't had my matcha tea yet so my thoughts are a little um they're a little scattered and it's not as bad because I'm now fully aware you know I've built self-awareness um around myself (laughs) and what it is that I experience the good the bad and the ugly so I'm able to witness this and not be uh overran by it and feel like oh my god you're falling apart and you're about to relapse and things like that you know because those thoughts can easily slip in if you're not cultivating self-awareness um i just know that when i get the chance i'm gonna have a cup of matcha and slow down a little bit and just breathe through the moment and it'll be okay um but that's one thing that i do so i i encourage you creatives like please the japanese have been doing this for years centuries even and I mean samurais drink matcha so I mean why are you not trying this out if you have not tried out matcha yet please go and try it out it has become a lot more mainstream make sure that it's ceremonial grade um, a culinary grade that you're using and go and taste matcha get into it it is so beneficial for your mind body and soul I promise you I I cannot rave about it enough, especially if you're in New York City. There are tons of dope places to go. There's uh, Matcha, Chacha Matcha just opened up a new store. They have three stores now. There's Chill House. There's Hill House. There are tons of places. Um, You also can go and support Gold. I drink their Matcha and Turmeric mix every morning, and it's amazing. There's also Organic Burst. They have incredible ceremonial grade matcha for you to try out all very affordable, all amazing, and just of great quality. So go and try out matcha and watch how your life shifts. Watch how your creativity starts to just really flow. So that's my first um, tip or technique, I guess you can say. Uh, Another one is my lay down method, which is not really my method, but it's something that I've used. So when I'm experiencing anxiety, I have to remind myself, and, and most people have to remind themselves too, a lot of times when we're experiencing anxiety, it's really in our head, and that's what causes the the angst of this kind of like, how can I deal with this thing? But um, we've cut off the energy and just placed it in such a small part of our body instead of just like moving it through the entire body where you would feel a little less anxious because the energy is, is moving, you know? And you can do that through jumping up and down, some type of movement. For me... I use the lay down method, which is I literally find a space on the floor, whether I'm in the park, in my room, um, in an office space, if I'm teaching and I'm feeling overwhelmed because that happens, and I lay down on my back, palms facing up, legs spread apart, 
and I just breathe, take deep breaths. I've cried on the floor, I've screamed on the floor, but it's a grounding method, right? When you're anxious, you feel very flighty. You're just kind of like all up in the air and you want to find ways that ground you, that pull you back into the earth so that you build an understanding and trust that you're not going through this alone. And it's the sensation of literally feeling this hard, supportive surface underneath you that you could just like fall into that starts to shift the anxiety and move it through the body so that it can release. Again, you know, anxiety and depression, these are um, negative emotions, but they're still energy. You know, we speak about this. Emotions are just energy in motion, and you have to allow it to move through the body, which is the vessel, because it's there to teach you something, right? Most times I realize that when I wasn't cultivating self-awareness, my anxiety my excitement, excuse me, my excitement turned into anxiety because I was not being aware. And I was just so excited. And then I started to start to worry and have doubt and fear. And then all of a sudden it shifts. It's a very thin line between anxiety, um, being anxious and being excited. And um, for me, the lay down method works. It does. And another way you can do it is again, laying on the floor, legs spread apart. This is also called savasana in yoga. You can take one palm and place it on your heart chakra, which is your chest plate. You can take the other and place it on your sacral to like feel you breathe in and out. And then just focus on your breath. Just do everything you can to focus on your breath. In that position, even if your thoughts are swirling and you're just, you know, so you feel like you're spinning out of control, just laying on the ground itself and just doing nothing will bring you so much um, stability very quickly. We've done this in vibe sessions. I've done this with clients. I've done this with friends that feel overwhelmed. And it's been the same result. And I honestly just stay there until I'm ready to get up, until I feel better. And that's something else, just a bonus uh, insight. Stay in it until you feel better, right? Especially when these are healing methods. Um, And I'll go over some more uh, in this episode. But don't just do it for like five seconds and think it's not working. Give yourself time. Remember that you are new to cultivating self-awareness. You are new to cultivating self-care and self-love. So it takes some more time than expected. I know that we want this instant gratification. And some of these techniques allow that to happen. Like drinking matcha, there's almost an instant effect by the time you're done with your cup that you feel better. With the lay down method, if you give it a solid three to five minutes, you will start to feel better. But I know that when you're in a space of anxiety, three to five minutes sounds like an eternity and I I, and I understand that so much but I urge you for your self-care for your mental health to just stay a little longer to fight the urge to get up and just stay in that position just a little longer because the breakthrough is there and it's waiting for you okay so that's another technique Uh, Another one is the infinity symbol. So if you guys have ever met me in person, I wear two infinity rings and they're like the number eight, but laying on its side horizontally. And the infinity ring is all about just consistent flow, ebb and flow in the universe, ebb and flow in life. And for me, it's what helped me understand my mood swings with bipolar two disorder and really helped me to come to terms with my depression that I was experiencing. So it's a understanding that in life you have peaks and valleys, you have high moments and low moments. 
I like to think you have moments of celebration and moments of reflection, right? So when you're in your peak moments, you're having these moments of celebration and you're excited and you're feeling like you're just in alignment, right? You're feeling clear, you're getting shit done, you're popping, you look great, you have energy, you're working out, everything is good, yes, yes, yes. You know, in those moments, you feel on top of the world and it's really about celebrating that, right? Because if you're asking to live a full life as a creative, those moments are not 24-7. But those moments do come, but they also go, right? So you really want to just celebrate and resonate with it. You don't want to hold on to it for long. Like, I want to milk this for all that it is, right? Just experience it. It's an experience for you to have. It's going to flow through the body and it's going to flow out. And as you start to cultivate self-awareness, you'll start to notice when you are on the um, decline, when you're starting to go into your reflective state. And I say reflective over depressive or over low or valley because it's about perspective, right? And I found that instead of me looking at my depression as this terrible, awful thing, if I shifted my perspective, um, it allowed me to, to remind myself to slow down. So as you're coming from a space of celebration, that peak, and you're starting to go into the decline of reflection mode, you might notice that you have less energy or the things that used to excite you no longer excite you, um, or that you might be a little bit more irritable, right? It's just all about understanding that and not freaking out. Understand that highs and lows, they come and they go. I assure you that you will not be in that feeling for forever, even though it feels like you will be. Okay, just know that it comes and it goes. And as you're on that decline, you can start to prepare for it when you're cultivating self-awareness. So now when I realize that, oh, I'm not having the same amount of energy, you know, I've set up defaults for me. So I have playlists that help me feel better. Um, I have like certain drinks like my matcha drink or my turmeric lattes. I have things in place to help me on my decline into reflection mode so that it is not a steep slope into depression. You know, sometimes that's my spray. Sometimes it's taking a bath. Sometimes it's sleeping a little bit more. Um, you got to start cultivating that self-awareness so that way during that decline, you are able to take it step by step instead of just sliding into reflection because that can just feel overwhelming and bring you to a space of depression. So when you're in your reflective state, right, that's when we're in that, that quote-unquote low point in the infinity symbol that's where it's time to slow down and take inventory that's where it's time to sleep more rest more drink more water reflect what has happened recently that has caused you to feel pain or to feel irritation or to feel a negative emotion because a lot of times on a spiritual perspective of mental health when we're experiencing depression it's our body letting us know that there's something that's happening that we that doesn't feed our soul that our soul is just not with and the best way our soul communicates with us especially when we are just building a relationship back with it is through the body we'll get pains and aches and I've spoken about this too that um I've learned that Body pains mean something spiritually. So if you're having, like, example, lower back pain, you're probably struggling with something financially and you have financial worry and you need to affirm abundance in your life to relieve that pain, right? 
um, or if you are having toothaches, it means that you're being indecisive. Like your body is always communicating with you. But again, it's a shift of perspective, right? To understand that's happening. A lot of times we just freak out like, oh my God, I have a headache and I don't know where it's coming from. And then we just are back into that decline when really your body is just like, I'm trying to communicate with you the best way that I know how and you will stop for pain. It's just how we're wired as human beings. So in that reflective state, think about those pain points and like write them out, journal. If you don't want to journal, voice note, find a way to express it. Like I really hated when this happened or this happened and it made me feel like shit and I don't want to go through that again. Or I had this experience with my friend and I realized like, I don't like that. I feel disrespected. You have to start to cultivate that awareness and identify these pain points and know that those reflective moments when you're slowing down, you don't have energy to do anything else is because you then have energy to focus on yourself, to experience self-discovery and to find out what is no longer serving you. And as you get more comfortable in your reflection time, you'll find that when you start to pinpoint those pain points, you start to be on that incline back into celebration mode. And again, that's just about releasing things that no longer serve you, letting things go. If it's a poor relationship, letting that go. If you realize that you you know, are having a hard time coping with the transition in your life and finding therapy is very important to you, that is also a way of helping you to let go so you're not carrying all this weight and burden on your shoulders alone. And then as you're on that incline, you're continuously, right, just cultivating self-awareness, cultivating self-awareness, letting go what no longer serves you, letting it go with gratitude, letting it go with compassion for self. And then you're back into that celebration mode again where life is popping, you live your best life. And that's literally how life is. And, you know, at first I was really taken aback by the concept of the infinity symbol because it made me seem like, oh, I will always have to experience low moments. But then I had to ask myself, I've always said I wanted to live a full life. And being happy 24-7 is not living a full life. It is very hard for you to cultivate gratitude and joy for all the good things in your life if you have not experienced the bad things in your life, the things that you wish you didn't have to experience. That's just how is duality in the world. You need the bad for the good. And you also need the good for the bad. So when you're in those reflective moments, you can think about those moments of celebration like, wow, I was able to experience all that happiness and joy. If I was able to do it once, I can do it again. And just remind yourself of that. Talk to yourself through those moments. And it takes, again, time. It's not an easy concept to understand. That is why I wear two rings, honey. Because when I look at my hands and I'm feeling away, it reminds me, like, sis, it is okay. Because you're about to be on that upswing soon. Just take a moment to reflect. So again, this is about just being kind to yourself and understanding that this is all a process. These techniques that I'm giving to you, they are very simple, um, but they create a lot of advancement towards alignment when you allow yourself to have the experience of them. So that is another way that I shift my perspective for depression is through the infinity symbol. Another tip is aromatherapy. I know I just spoke about that, but aromatherapy is real, y'all. I'm obsessed I didn't realize how important aromatherapy was to me until, again, I started cultivating self-awareness and realized that when I was feeling sad, I would light a candle to smell the aroma or I started making a spray for me when I was younger that felt like celebration. And it was like my signature scent. Whenever I would feel terrible or if I wanted to feel good, I would spray it. And I didn't know that I was essentially tapping into my aromatherapy and into my healing 
that's part of me as a healer is creating aromatherapy elixirs. Um, and those are my alignment sprays that I've now been able to create three of them to help, you know, bring clarity, to cleanse out negative vibes, to boost up self-confidence, to boost up self-love and to, you know, tap into our abundance and to let go of our fear of financial burden. And I've been able to cultivate three amazing scents, um, through aromatherapy and whether you guys choose to purchase the sprays or not you can still make things at home look them up google is a gold mine look up recipes for aromatherapy for seasonal depression i know that my flow spray is a perfect recipe for seasonal depression if you know you experienced that definitely dm me on instagram at lotus aloba um to purchase a spray because it helps with that. Uh, find scents that work with you. That might be going to an oil shop uh, to see, like maybe you are really good with lavender and rose and that makes you feel good. Put a blend together and spray that around your room or burn an incense that smells like lavender and rose. Uh, find a candle that has that in there. There are ways to utilize aromatherapy. I even have a lotion that I use that has eucalyptus and rosemary and lavender in it that I rub on my body so that I can start to just, you know, whew, breathe through. Tea is another great one too. It's aromatherapy for me as well. Smelling the lavender tea, smelling the kava stress relief tea, knowing that it's going to have its medicinal um, effects on my body and mind as I sip it and I smell the aroma, right? I have that same thing with matcha tea, the aroma of matcha tea instantly calms me down and grounds me because that's this earthy this earthy aroma to it and um definitely find a way to get into aromatherapy it's not hard um there are amazing affordable oils and whole foods that you can try out if you guys are really into doTERRA there are tons of ways to get into doTERRA and you know try out their essential oils but find a way to do it because aromatherapy is magical. You can also check out my Instagram TV channel. I have an episode on each spray and I have my wolf care episodes that talk about different essential oils you can use for aromatherapy to heal almost any ailment, whether you're feeling creatively blocked, whether you're in a state of depression or you're in a state of anxiousness um, or fear or worry. There are literally tons of information in my episodes that you can check out for free on my Instagram TV at Lotus Loba. So definitely go check those out. And I have another tip, nature. Nature's the OG and I'm obsessed. Find time to be in nature um, because nature is so healing. It's so healing in the most simple but effective way. Just taking time to walk in some fresh air, hug a tree. I don't care if that sounds weird. You're creative. Shit is weird for you anyway. Try it out. Lay down in a park. Smell the roses. Literally, again, aromatherapy. Um, just find a place and time to be in some greenery, whether it's a garden, whether it's a backyard, whether it's the beach near the water. Tap into nature. I literally have a mini garden in my room um, in New York City. You know, y'all know I'm a city girl, but I need plant life. I need it. I have stones to connect back to the earth, you know, to ground me again from feeling anxious, from freaking out about thinking that I'm not doing enough as a creative and just witnessing the beauty that is nature. Nature literally does what it needs to do without rushing itself, without guilting itself, right? When you think about a flower blooming, it's a seed planted, it breaks through the earth, which is a growing pain. 
right? It sits in all that darkness, cultivating itself, you know, deepening its roots, strengthening itself. Then it breaks through the earth and then it starts to bloom. It starts to grow and sprout leaf by leaf, petal by petal. And it's not worried about the next flower next to it. If, if, oh, I need to bloom faster so I can, you know, um, show the sunflower what it really is. You know what I mean? It's not doing any of that. It's literally focusing on itself, on nourishing itself, on growing itself, on getting to a state of overflow where it's in full bloom. And then we, as human beings, are able to enjoy its color and texture and aroma and the oxygen that, you know, plant life brings us, that nature gives us. It is literally the most beautiful way to look at receiving and giving with ease and efficiency and effortlessness. So take time to witness nature in some shape or form. That is definitely another way to improve and um, strengthen your mental wellness and your mental health. And then the last thing I'm going to give you guys is community. OMG, find a community, okay? Find a community for whatever it is you're diagnosed with. You guys know that I'm a huge advocate for Huddle, the Huddle app. I absolutely love them. When I'm feeling super stressed out or crazy or just need to express myself, there are tons of groups for me that I can go to and just be like, hey, bipolar 2 disorder group, I'm feeling crazy, and have people who have had the same or similar experience, familiar experience with me, like just talk to me and, and help me go through the moment, you know, um, finding support groups is important, there are tons of support groups that you can look on, whether they're online or in person in your city or your town, um, but again, if you find that it's very hard for you to do that, definitely download the Huddle app. It's H-U-D-D-L-E, absolutely free. I love them. They are incredible. They really care about each individual user of the app and making sure that you have a safe space just to express whatever it is that you're going through, whether it be that you're excited or that you're anxious. Um, it's a beautiful space. I love Huddle. Shout out Huddle. Uh, of course, if you're in the New York City area, uh, come to a vibe session. They are monthly meetups for women of color to decompress and to talk about deep shit in a safe space with women that look like you, that can identify to your struggle, that can give you perspective on your suffrage. Um, we meet once a month, our upcoming one in real, in real time. This is October 10th. We have one in 10 days that's happening on the 20th. So if you guys want to come through, our sessions are always free. We are looking to expand into different cities and to go on tour. Um, There is Sip and Become by my girl Naisha. Um, There's the Sad Girls Club on Instagram by Elise Fox. That's amazing. There are just tons of communities. If you guys are looking for one, feel free to DM me um, and I can help you search for one. I have no problem in doing that. But find a community. Find a way to find people who are going through similar experiences with you because it's so important for your mental health for you to know that you are not alone. And it's so important for you to gain perspective on different ways to cope and heal. And you don't even know, you might be able to share your story and help bring healing to somebody else. So that is so important. And I just want to share these tips because these tips have worked for me. Uh, My spirituality is super huge in my healing through the mental illnesses that I was diagnosed with. But 
you know, oh, oh my goodness, and shout out La Bruja's Club. Oh my goodness, they meet once a month too, and they're an incredible safe space that I personally go to as a healer to just decompress and just unravel and reconnect to my true power, my personal magic. I love Natalie. She's everything. Uh, but yeah, there are tons of places online and in person to find community, create community. If you're having a hard time doing that, feel free to, again, reach out to me at Lotus Loba, L-O-T-U-S-L-A-L-O-B-A, on Instagram, and I can point you in the right direction of a community that could work for you. Of course, shout out my ladies of Unstigmatized. Janessa's group is incredible. Her movement is is powerful. Totality of a Woman is powerful. My girl, Steph. Um, I love my sis project with Nicole. There are tons of communities out here for you that are creating safe, healthy spaces. Qualitarian Life has an amazing workshop coming up for mental health. If you want to become a mental health aide, I am certified in doing that. You can do that on the 24th. If you are in New York City, it's the 24th and the 25th. I will be helping her with the workshop on the 24th. I'm telling you, we are out here. Mental health awareness is a movement and we are making strides and you are not alone in whatever it is that you experience, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, um, schizophrenia, bipolar 2 disorder, um, PTSD, you know, DID, like you're not alone. Please reach out. Please reach out because there is a community waiting to love on you and to let you know that you are amazing and that you are strong and that you don't have to do this by yourself. Allow yourself that grace and that compassion to just take a step and reach out. Or if someone is reaching out to you, let them let them love on you, even if you don't feel like you deserve it. I know that when I was in the height of my diagnosis, I didn't feel like I deserved the love that I was receiving. Um, as I started to get better, I realized that I was just receiving what I put out into the world. And that made all the difference. Um, I'll give a bonus tip if you guys are into crystals. Definitely get yourself a self, um, a rose quartz crystal. It is a crystal for October, my birthday month, but it is also an amazing crystal to help build up unconditional love because if that's one thing you need is unconditional love if you're dealing with a diagnosis or a mental illness or you're just on the journey, the journey of recovery or you might have relapsed, just holding the crystal itself is a very easy way to just start to feel better. Uh, that's a bonus tip for those who are into cultivating their spirituality more. Um, try it out. And the best way to find a crystal is go to a crystal shop and whatever catches your eye or gives you a physical response is probably the crystal that is meant for you to have. Even if it's not a rose crystal, it might be something else. I mean, a rose quartz, it might be something else. Learn about it. It's probably calling you for a certain type of healing. I hope these tips and techniques work. I know. Let me rephrase that because it's not a hope. Okay, these tips and techniques work, whether you use all of them or just one of them. It's going to create major impact in your life and your journey to mental wellness. You are not alone. You are not suffering through this by yourself. If you are in the deep of a depression or an anxiety or uh, a mental illness or diagnosis or disorder, understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Please understand that. This is coming from a girl that attempted to take her life and is now in a space of thriving and her self-care, her self-love is able to speak to others and help them cultivate that self-care and self-love and that self-first mindset. 
you know, within a few years, just in three years, I'm now speaking on panels, I'm writing a book, I have this amazing podcast, I have an amazing group of wolves that just are so incredible, that have gone through so many things that are in consistent healing and showing up for themselves that I get to be there for. And I would have never thought three years ago that I would be here now. So if you are in it, you are in that space, girl, or guy, wolf, (laughs) you are not alone. You are a lot stronger than you think. And I know you probably don't want to hear that, but you are. And I believe in you and I love you. If I've never met you before, I feel for you. And I pray that something in this episode touched you enough for you to go and receive the help that you deserve and the support that you need so that you can thrive and express yourself as a creative in this world. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please share your story on Instagram, hashtag mental, hashtag world mental health day. You can hashtag Lobaland. I would love to repost. This is all about just being transparent and, you know, share your tips with me. If something, if there's something else that you do, maybe it's listening to music, which is another bonus. Music is healing. Um, Share it. I would love to know. We can make a part two of this episode and just give out resources uh, to those in need. But, um, yeah, this feels right. This feels good. I absolutely adore you, Wolf. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, for this episode. Please go try matcha <laughs> and we will talk soon. Make sure you are subscribed. Please go rate, comment, share this podcast. Share, 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 share. There are gems on here that I would love for other wolves that feel lost to find and find their place here in Loba Land. Uh, if you're interested in the aromatherapy, uh, my alignment sprays, feel free to DM me. Uh, yeah, yeah, we out here. You're not alone. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye, wolves.